Well, good morning, friends in Ladywell. Good to be with you, to share God's word with you this morning as Graham and Elaine enjoy a break uh, with the girls. Uh, for those who know me, uh, hello. Been a while since I've seen some of you, but great to be with you. For those that don't know me, I'm a minister up in Stirling in Cornton Baptist Church. Um, but before that, before going into ministry, I was part of the fellowship there in Ladywell and served among you and responded to the call of God to ministry while I was there. So Ladywell holds a very special place in my heart, indeed in our hearts as a family. During lockdown, I hope you've been drawing ever closer to God. I know Graham's been uh, preaching Sunday by Sunday online as I am and probably like me, he's beginning to get just a little bit fed up of looking and talking to a screen instead of talking to people. Uh, something I'm looking forward to changing as things begin to move, as hopefully restrictions begin to lift. But I wonder, during these days when you've maybe been at home a little bit more, a little bit less to do, I wonder if you've been drawing close to God or have you allowed yourself to drift away? Have you found yourself in God's word? Are you reading it, pondering it, meditating on it? Is it a blessing to you? During this period of lockdown, I've turned again and again to Israel's songbook, to the Psalms. And it's an incredible place to be because there are great psalms of joy and delight as David praises uh, the Lord. But there are other psalms when the psalmist's in trouble, uh, psalms of lament. But the wonderful thing I find throughout the psalms is the honesty that comes. An honest reflection of where the psalmist is at. But in the midst of that honesty, there is that recognition of hope because he knows that God is there. And God will see him through. And so uh, just as the psalmist went through all these ups and downs in life, so we do too. And uh, I've been sharing with the folks in Cornton uh, from the psalms during this time. And today's no different as I want to share with you just some of the thoughts uh, in one particular psalm. In uncertain times, what do we do? Well, in uncertain times, in times of lockdown, in times of difficulty, may I suggest that we wait for the Lord. Let me read Psalm 27. Open up your Bibles and read along with me. Psalm 27, a Psalm of David. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, when my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then will I be confident. One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle and set me high upon a rock. 
Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his tabernacle will I sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call the Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You've been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, O God, my Saviour. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, O Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me, breathing out violence. I am still confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Amen. This is God's word to us this morning. Before we think on it, let's just pray together, shall we? Let's pray. Father, we are thankful again for the scriptures, the word of God, sharper than any two-edged sword, sweeter than the honeycomb, able to make us wise unto salvation, a light for our path and a a light for our feet and a lamp for our path. Come, Lord, come by your Spirit. Help us to read, to mark, to learn and to inwardly digest. And all for Jesus' sake and for your glory. Amen. Amen. During the First World War, a soldier in the trenches saw his friend out in no man's land, stumble and fall in a hail of bullets. He said to his officer, may I go, sir, and bring him in? But the officer refused. No one can live out there, he said. I should only lose you as well. Disobeying the order, the man went to try and save his friend, for he had been like, for they had been like David and Jonathan throughout the whole war. Somehow he got to his friend and got his friend on his shoulder and staggered back to the trenches, but he himself was mortally wounded and his friend was dead. The officer was angry. I told you not to go, he said. Now I've lost both of you. Oh, was it worth it? With his dying breath, the man said, but it was worth it. Worth it, said the officer. How could it be? Your friend is dead and you are mortally wounded. And the boy looked up into his officer's face and said, it was worth it, sir. Because when I got to him, he said to me, Jim, I knew you'd come. In Psalm 27, David shows his faith, not in man, but in God. He trusts that God will see him through. He recognises God as his light and salvation and stronghold. God will protect him from the enemy who suddenly comes upon him and the enemy who camps around him. He goes on to say that he longs to be in the house of the Lord where God will keep him safe and hide him from his enemies. He was confident that God would come and rescue him. And that's why he finishes by saying in verse 14, Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. You know, we face many struggles and difficulties in life. At times it can be so hard to know what to do, how to respond. David's suggestion is that we should always wait for the Lord, for he will come through. And he will save us. In uncertain times, 
wait for the Lord. And these are indeed strange times for us. We've been locked up and restricted in what we uh, can do. We've spent much of these last four months at home or with immediate family. Going out has been an experience now uh, as people queue up outside to enter supermarkets. And now, even as they begin to put masks on their faces to walk into a shop. You know, when I worked in the bank, we always asked people to uncover their heads and faces so that we could see them. Now we're inviting people to cover their faces for protecting themselves and others. It's been hard to know what to do. Do we stay in? Do we go out? David's song here is an encouragement to us. As he faced his own difficulties and struggles, he looked to the Lord and he waited on the Lord. He was confident that the Lord would be his rescue. And the Lord will see us through these days as well. We're beginning to move through uh, lockdown. Restrictions are getting lifted time after time, which is good. Hopefully it won't be too long uh, before we're able to gather in a church building again uh, to be able to worship. Hopefully it's not going to be that long before Graham and Jim and I aren't going to be looking at screens. But we're going to be looking at people afresh again. In the meantime, let's follow David's example here and wait for the Lord. I want us to notice four key parts to David's song today. He begins in the first three verses by sharing my confidence in the Lord. My confidence. He speaks here as a man who faces life every day with confidence, with enthusiasm and with optimism. He starts by saying the Lord is. His confidence is in God. It's in Jehovah. It's in the God who made the universe and everything. And he believes that God is, that God exists. He knows God exists actually from previous experience in the past. He has a living relationship with his Father in heaven. And that always, always has to be our starting point. Trusting in the God who made us, who knows us, and who loves us. David then confidently affirms that God is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid he speaks of the lord's provision in his life david had come a long way from his humble beginnings as a shepherd boy he had faced uh, giants fought battles enjoyed god's hand of provision he was well aware that god had brought him to where he was uh, today where he currently stood god is his salvation uh, actually begin with light because that's where the text begins isn't it he recognises that God is his light. He delivers him from darkness. God is his salvation, saving him again and again from his enemies. God is the strength of his life, his stronghold. He has supplied the strength David needed to overcome his own weaknesses as well as his enemies. Friends, look back. Look back. What has God done in your life? He is your light. He's delivered you from the darkness of sin. He's your salvation, uh, saving you from the punishment that your sin deserved. He is your strength, helping you to overcome every weakness in your life. He is all you need. Wait for the Lord. Your confidence comes from who he is and what he has done before you have a relationship with him. You know him. Uh, you know who he is. You know that he made you, that he loves you, that he died. He sent his son to die to save you. 
You know who he is. Wait on him. You know his provision in days past. Know that he will provide for you in days to come. Not just God's provision. But David also speaks of a Lord's protection. Uh, look at verse uh, 2. When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, when my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Here David uh, reveals times when death seems certain. The enemy had invaded his life with one thing in mind, uh, destroying him. In those times when defeat seemed sure, his enemies stumbled and fell. God had placed a hedge of protection around him in his time of need. And I think we all know times in our lives as we look back when God placed a hedge of protection around us, when he kept us safe, when he delivered us from temptation. His confidence is further shown as he speaks of the Lord's peace. His provision, his protection, his peace. Verse 3. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then will I be uh, confident. David's confidence. David, ex David had experienced much in his life, hadn't he? From fighting uh, bears and lions to keep his sheep safe, to felling Goliath to help his side, to victory, to facing enemies on every side and even from within. Yet he had come to trust in the Lord. He was confident in the Lord's ability to sustain him. So although fears came, he rested in God. He waited for the Lord. He was at peace. David declares that his present hope in the Lord rests upon that which the Lord has done for him in the past. God did not fail him then. And he will not fail his child today. And we have that same confident hope. God is the same yesterday, today and forever. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. He watches over our coming and going both now and forevermore. Our confidence. My confidence in the Lord, says David. David goes on to speak in verses 4 to 6 of my closeness to the Lord. My confidence in my closeness. One thing I ask of the Lord. This is what I seek. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. His confidence comes from his closeness to the Lord. His focus is on God. He could so easily be distracted by troubles around and be lost in fear because of them. He could easily be disheartened by thinking through his situation, constantly asking the what if questions. But he doesn't. He wants to draw close to God. He lifts his eyes to his Father in heaven. He longs to gaze on his beauty. And this shows us a heart of wisdom, of worship and of wonder. David was a man after God's own heart. He wanted a heart and life that pleased the Lord. His wisdom is shown in the one desire of his heart, the one thing he wanted, to be with the Lord. He wanted the Lord above all else. The one thing David desired was a continual relationship with the Lord. David desired to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of his life. He couldn't bear the thought of a life without worship. Being in God's house was special to him. He desired that time to honour the Lord and enjoy his presence. And as he entered the house of the Lord, notice that he comes with awe and with wonder. He wants to gaze on the beauty of the Lord. Friends. I wonder, I wonder if we have the same heart and that same closeness with the Lord. Do you desire God above all else? Is he a first place in your life? During lockdown, have you drifted from the Lord or has this been a time for you to draw ever closer? My prayer 
is that we will all have used this time of restriction from getting out and about to spend more time in God's presence in prayer and in reading his word. Let me ask you, are you desperate to be back in church, gathered with God's people in God's place to sing God's praise? Like David, the one thing I seek just now above everything else is to dwell in the Lord's house, to gaze on his beauty and to praise him with my brothers and sisters in Christ. Why does David long to be close to the Lord? Because he knows that uh, in his time of trouble, the Lord, verse 5, will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle and set me high upon a rock. He has complete trust in God. And that comes from a lifetime of spending time in his presence, getting to know him more and growing to love him more. And now when he needs to, he can lean on him more. God would keep him safe. God would hide him away and ultimately God would bring him the victory. Look at verse 6. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. Being close to the Lord means safety. It means security. It means stability. Confidence. Closeness. And now a cry. David's focus has been in God. He's been reminding himself of the Lord's goodness, his greatness and his grace. He's remembered the Lord's faithfulness. And now he remembers his situation. He remembers the troubling times. And we now see my cry before the Lord. My cry before the Lord. He addresses the Lord personally now. Asking for his help. Pleading for mercy and deliverance. Verse 7. Hear my voice when I call O Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. The plea for mercy. Ask God not to reject him. Not to run away from him in anger. This to me is David confessing his sin. And asking for God's forgiveness. Whenever we draw close to God, we see how great and holy a God we worship. But you know, any time you get close to something that is perfect like God is, we very quickly recognize our imperfection. We very quickly recognize, as we look at the holiness of God, we recognize our sinfulness and our shame. David recognizes that and so he pleads for mercy. Verse 9, do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger, for you have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, O God, my Saviour. Friends, when we humbly come before the Lord, seeking his presence, beholding his beauty, we very quickly are confronted with our ugliness, with our dirtiness, with our sinfulness. We are sinners. Sinful in thought. Sinful in word. Sinful in deed. And God has every right to turn from our sin. To turn from us. Yet in his mercy he has given us what we do not deserve. We deserve judgment and punishment for sin. But instead God offers us forgiveness and reconciliation. He sent Jesus the perfect lamb of God. The perfect sacrifice to make atonement for our sin. He paid the price we could not pay. Listen friends today our sin is forgiven. And our future is secure. That is incredible news. Our sin is forgiven our future is secure so keep short accounts of your sin now confess them to the lord receive the forgiveness he offers and david's cry for mercy he also asks god in the midst of that cry to teach him what is right and to lead him on the right path verse 11 teach me your way O lord lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors a cry of knowledge a cry for knowledge a cry to know god to know more 
He desired to know God, to love God, to live for God. He wanted to learn what was right. And he wanted to walk in those paths. Is that your cry during these days? That God would teach you? That he would lead you in his ways? Do you have a teachable heart? Friends, cry out to God to reveal more of himself to you. Ask him to teach you more of him and more of what it is to live for him. And then he asks, David asks for deliverance from his enemies. Verse 12. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes. He cries for help in troubling time. Friends, our God hears and answers. Cry to him. Ask for help in these uncertain times, in these troubling times. Cry to God. Pray. And pray as a priority. Don't make it the last thing you do, but the first. How often do we hear of people saying, I've tried everything else and now I'm going to pray. Stop that nonsense. Get to God first. Get on your knees. And pray and ask for God's help. Having cried for help. Notice finally that David speaks of my confidence. And the Lord reaffirmed. We started with confidence and we finished with confidence. There was a closeness in there and a cry. But my confidence in the Lord reaffirmed. Verse 13. I am still confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I am still confident. Do you see that? He started out with confidence and he still got confidence. He started out with confidence and then he began to see his enemies in the midst and ask for God's help. But he's still confident. And why? Because he trusts God completely. He believes the promises of God. He has experienced God's faithfulness in the past and he knows he will continue in the present and on into the future. And so he reminds himself, verse 14, to wait for the Lord, to be strong and to take heart. And to wait for the Lord. He trusts God to be there for him when he needs it most. He knows that might not be immediately. But he knows it will happen. He says I would have lost heart. Unless I had reminded. I would have lost heart unless I had believed. That I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That reminds me of George Muller's quote. You remember George Muller. The, uh, the, the guy that started the orphanage all those years ago. And would often pray. He says, many times when I could have gone insane from worry, I was at peace because my soul believed the truth of God's promises. Let me say that again. Many times, George Muller, many times when I could have gone insane from worry, I was at peace because my soul believed the truth of God's promises. Do you believe God? Do you stand on his promises? Are you confident that the Lord will be there for you? Wait for the Lord, says David. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. David starts with confidence. Goes seeking the Lord by focusing on him and crying to him for help. And he finishes by reaffirming that confident hope in God. He says, there's one thing I know. God's goodness in days past. There's one thing I seek. God's presence today. There's one thing I need. God's help to overcome. And there's one thing I'm going to do. I'm going to pray and I'm going to wait. I'm going to pray and I'm going to wait. Friends, whenever we face trials and are going through troubling times, we have two options. We can despair or we can depend. We can worry or we can worship. We can give up. Or we can look up, or we can bear it ourselves, 
And we can cast our cares on the Lord. David depended on God and looked to him in worship and in hope. In uncertain times. Wait for the Lord. Seek God. Stay close to God. Trust in God. And he will be our light. Our salvation. And our stronghold. Years ago, a number of people in the jungles of Central Africa responded to the gospel. Since they had no church building where they could gather for prayer, they cleared a central spot in the jungle for that purpose. And soon individual trails from many different directions converged there as believers walked through the grass to that place of meeting with God. Whenever a Christian seemed to lose, uh, to be losing his first love, the others would admonish him and say, Brother, the grass is growing on your path. What about your path today, my friend? Are you seeking the Lord in his face each day? That is the Lord's way to overcome all your fears. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Let's pray. Loving, gracious God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your word. That word that's able to uh, encourage and inspire. We thank you for David, for his example to us. And we pray, Father God, that you would uh, help us to trust in you, to depend upon you. Lord, may we know your presence with us. May we know your provision in our life. May we know your protection. Lord, above all, might we know your peace. And Lord, may we know all of that because of your power at work in us. We thank you for the confidence of David. We thank you for his honesty and desiring to be close to the Lord. We thank you for his honesty and that cry for mercy. And Lord, we thank you for that confidence reaffirmed at the end as he decided to, to wait for you, knowing that you would be there for him. Lord, we pray as we've thought on this word this morning that we would be encouraged to wait on you as well to trust in you completely, to have our confidence in you, to know that you will come through for us. And so, Lord, we ask that you would be with us, that you would lead us and guide us and direct us uh, today and always. And now we pray to him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy to the only God, our Saviour, be glory, majesty, power and authority. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. It's been great to share God's word with you this morning. I hope you have a good and blessed rest of the Lord's day. Uh, may you know his presence with you always and his peace upon you.